With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ooh, ooh. Hello. I turned my, my, my volume up like as soon as I did. I got too, I got too excited <laughs> and I knocked the volume. Too hot. It's too hot, man. That's too what hot. episode 48 is like. You know, it's just too hot. Uh, here we are, two episodes shy of episode 50. Yo, I'm... I'm 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 geeked. I'm fired up. I'm I, I am ready to go. In the words of Kedrick, man, thank you guys so much for listening. We are the Sound Surfers. We bridge different cultures through music. My name is Malcolm Alexander. What's good? I'm James Miles. Rob Hunter, the R O B. And what's up? I'm Corbin. Uh, of course, a jam-packed episode. Tons of goodness to get down to. Uh, hit us on social media. Talk back to us. We are at Sound Surfers on Twitter and Instagram. SoundSurfersPodcast.com. It's the same thing on Facebook. Uh, today, all J. They depart. From an alternative rock uh, sound and evolve their sonic aesthetic into what can only be described as ambient energy in their new album, Relaxer. That's a clip from the song Adeline. And for homework, assigned by Mr. R.O.B., uh, the surfers and all of you guys listening, we get to gush over a pivotal work of art. It can only be described as such that recently turned a whopping 50 years old. Hey. We're talking the Beatles. We're talking Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club. If you if you aren't smiling cheek to cheek listening to Sergeant Pepper's Only Heart Club, any song or all the way through, there's a problem. Like <laughs> you Rob, have a thank music you. Problem. You, you have, have a music, music problem. problem. Like, no, no, like legitimately, like I will be like, cool, let's go to a shrink, let's go talk about this. <laughs> there's serious there's clearly some dark energy you're harboring. Uh yeah, man, I'm I'm so excited. It's the Beatles uh pivotal album. Just turned fifty years old. I think the cool thing about that, and how we're talking about it now, I was so taken back because I said this is this is one of those albums that none of the surfers were born when this first released, right? Normally there's it's stuff true, yeah, that... It's not even older than yeah. all of us. Yeah, not even right. really close. It, 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 it's, it's not even right. really close. Like, that's <laughs> but we the all know it. But yep. we all know it. And, and, and that, that's, what's, that's what's so cool to me. You know, there's some albums that you'll say, oh, Rob, I listened to as a kid. We listened to as a kid, right? Or, you know, Corm listened to it. You know, it was different, different decades. No, this is a completely different... Okay, I definitely different... learned about this album over the past two years. Really? Yeah. That's right. awesome. Yeah. No, I, I, I look forward to getting down to it because the cool thing about this album for me is this was... Um... But I totally understand why it's so pivotal. Oh, like, yeah. Like, not even... Just like to the way that people like recorded music and the whole like landscape. Yeah, like, it, like it, it's timeless. just crazy, man. And I think it's really cool that we're going to talk about this compounded with the Alt J album. Yeah, did you know that they were both recorded in the same studio? Really? No Not way. Know that. Interesting so little fact thi- for you. Yeah. This album, uh, Alt J's album, was recorded in Abbey Road. Road Studios. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lord. a little preview of how Jonas, I, I formerly known as Jonas, right. James Miles. James Miles. <laughs> I just think Sgt. Pepper's was really cool. This is the first album that we actually covered in my sixth grade music class. Oh, really? Um, wow. So, so like, uh, and it's funny. It, a huge part of why, like, after-school programming and music uh, schooling and education is so important to me is because the program got cut, like, only a few years after I went through this, right? And it's because, you know, it's like the district didn't want to fund music anymore. It was just, like, it's too costly. And, you know, I, I appreciate uh, Mr. England. I'll remember, I always remember his name. He put me on this album. You know, I was in the sixth grade. And it's just, like, it, it is. It's a part of that culture. But whether you just got put on today within the past two years or you grew up with this album, we're excited to talk about it, of course. Get us on our social media and talk to us. Um, getting down to a few headlines, the festival circuit is not getting uh, any easier to decide between. 
Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Rob's old stomping ground, yeah. man. Voodoo Fest coming down October 27th through 29th. That's actually Halloween weekend, which is so cool. Uh, which I did okay, to the fact also, of going to New Orleans. Oh, that's you know, so cool. It's now actually we- also the same weekend as Flognaw, which I'll be going to. And I wonder like how this is going to impact any artists that might be going to that, because I was really thinking that would that Amine would be on uh, – fl- that would be – Amine would be at Flognaw on one of the days. I figure he would be. But he's too. on he's on Voodoo Fest. Well, and you know, like, I see artists do that where they'll they'll fly back and they'll have to fly back and forth. They hit New Orleans one day, they go to LA the next. You know, we'll figure that or out. Or it could be but, the other way around. Or it could be the other way around. However, the days work, we don't know yet. But you can look forward to seeing at Voodoo Fest uh likes of uh, Benjamin Booker, Vent- uh, Vintage Trouble, Amine, as we were saying, uh Marion Hill, Kay Flay, uh Andrew McMahon in the wilderness, super duper Kyle. R.L. Grime, nice. Miguel, Kehlani, uh, Dylan Francis, Kendrick Lamar will be headlining Foo Fighters and The Killers, LCD Sound System as well, and DJ Snake are at the top of the bill. I so that's really hope LCD Sound System plays at the same time as The Killers, because there's a chance I'm going to this, and I do oh. not like The Killers. Oh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd go LCD all the way. You guys are, they're both great. <laughs> I'd go see LCD too, but the ki- you don't knock on The Killers, they're, they're sleepers and they're they deserve to be at the top of that bill. And I'm sure that they do. I just don't like the guy's voice. I don't like what their songs are. I just don't like the sound of them. It just does not appeal to me. And you know what's so funny? A lot of other people feel the same way. When, like, Even when we said that the Killers are coming to Lost Lake here in Phoenix, uh, people were just like, eh, well, <laughs> whoever is competing against them, I'll probably go see them. Yeah, and I think that's probably the Sunday night one. So if I end up going to Lost Lake, I was like, all right, I could dip out early and go to work Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not going to be there for the Killers at the Voodoo Fest uh, going down September 9th, at the Lakewood Amphitheater. This is in Atlanta, uh, the One Music Fest. Uh, Jill Scott's going to be headlining as well Ooh, as a, with a, well, a farewell performance <laughs> from Yassine Bey. We're talking Mo's Def. Damian Marley's going to be there. Sean Paul is going to be there. Shout out to Eli. He said three favorite words <laughs> in the English <laughs> language <laughs> are featuring Sean Paul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not always wrong. I'm, I'm just saying. is uh, going to be there. Kastronata, Too Short, Thundercat, Road James. Uh, shout out to New Atlanta artists on Dreamville, J.I.D., Ari Lennox, No Name, Tank, and The Bangas, who has one of the greatest NPR tiny desks you will ever see. I've been hearing a lot of buzz about them, and I really want to like get into them. I but need yeah, this one music fest. Man, yes. It's, it's They're going from New Orleans. Like, tank snatched. and the... Yeah. Yeah. No, like, and, and Rob, literally be careful. Like, you're, like, snatched my nel- my melanin clean from me as, <laughs> as I was reading this thing. And it's in Atlanta, like, the yep. black mecca already. Like, oh, yeah. I am. And, and it's so crazy because, like, I was literally just thinking, like, a couple weeks ago, Jill Scott has like a decade has a decade and a half worth of work. Like, why has she not headlined a festival yet? And like, and here it is. And, and here it is, man. Yeah. Oh, so, like, it's so wild. Well, uh, wherever you're going to be, of course, let us know. Uh, hit us back at Sound Surfers. Uh, also, the Ariana Grande, the Manchester concert went uh, went off without a hitch. Raised about three mil. Yeah, and she released uh, somewhere over the rainbow to further that. So people buy that. The proceeds will go directly to the one Manchester love. So. Benefiting those victims of the terrorist attacks. That's cool. A lot of special guests, too. And you think about that. She went back there like two weeks after that. Basically gave a middle finger to the terrorists saying, I'm not letting y'all defeat me or us. And like 50,000 people showed up. 50,000 people. It's crazy. And I got to actually give it up to Ariana Grande, man. Like, literally, just my love and respect for her just keeps going up. It's because she was going to take maybe another week off from touring. But no, man, she went back to touring last night. And yep. she's ready, like giving the fu to the tourists, uh, to the tourists, to the terrorist. And I think it's even crazier because you know I feel like I'd be such an like in an emotional state. You know, it's like no, she's strong. She's up on that stage. She's singing. No, yeah. no headlines about you know Ariana Grande barely finishing concert or no right. man. Like she's going through it because she believes in the music. She believes in the art. She believes in the love, man. So hey, Ariana Grande, man, you yeah, a no, surfer, she, man. She's Thank Teflon you. now. Like she's, she mm-hmm. is like she is like she is hater proof. She's done everything perfectly. Yeah. Yep. And not even for herself. Not, which is even, right. not at all. Like she just yep. understands that like sincerely understands like mm-hmm. the severity of the situation. One hundred percent. Shout out to Ariana Grande. Uh interesting take last week. Uh this is gonna be, you know, music is just as political. Uh, as it can be on on most occasions, right? Especially when we're talking about Ice Cube. Uh, he's actually going to be the guest on Bill Maher this Friday, alongside uh, Simone Sanders I've and Michael never Eric Dyson. Bill Maher. I may be sitting down to watch this well, Friday night. This is coming off the heels last week. Bill Maher calls himself a, a house N word with the hard R, uh, the hard E R, the, the hard E R. It, it was it, it was he really said that one out and. You yeah, know, and like, and he delivered it like with a like you know it. 
the way that he delivered it too, like you could see he had a lot, he had ample time in his mind to really think about like that. He's got this joke brewing or whatever. Yep. And he was about to spit it out and he totally went through it in his mind and oh. thought, Oh yeah. You know, like I can say this and he totally said it and it was, he fell flat on his face cause he got slammed. Well, cause it, again, it, this is, this isn't one of the, this isn't exactly a gray area, you know, you know, but well, uh, that's up for debate. Well, and that's why I want to get your, you guys' takes on that too, because the, wor- the use of certain portions of the word has changed. I think we have to acknowledge that, and rap music in particular did that. So I'm, thir- I'm about to be 39. So when I hear the word, my instinct is not to, oh, it's some guy in the KKK. It is, okay, someone's quoting a Jay-Z song or Ice Cube himself or Chance the Rapper, who was very critical of Mara this week, which is the interesting part about debating this particular word and who uses it and who doesn't. Because Chance the Rapper, who uses the word in his album, came out and criticized a guy for using the same word. So on a, on a surface level, we can acknowledge that some people can say the word, some people can't. But it sounds a little weird to America when a, a guy who uses the word criticizes the guy for, another guy for using the word. But Bill Maher is an old white dude who isn't influenced by rap music, who's not under 40, who didn't grow up listening to N.W.A., or Dr. Dre or whatever. Well, you know, it's kind of like what you were saying, I think, right before we came on, where it's like, you know, I heard it and I and I was never like, Bill Maher's a racist. It's not racism. I think it's it's, it's misjudgment. It's totally. irresponsible. It's yeah. comedic misjudgment. I don't think Kathy Griffin's a bad person, but that I That was just dumb what that she was did. A, right. that, I didn't know. That was approve. a dumb joke. Right. That was that was not okay what she did, right? And with Bill Maher's the same thing. and I think I I think mm, But does he have a certain set of cojones? And I'm asking this question. Yeah. Because he's inviting Ice Cube on, uh, Dyson, who, who is a is dynamic speaker yeah. and is yeah. not going to hold back on what he thinks At about all. black people. And he's going to, he's, uh, that's what I love about like, him. And I've read a lot of his work too. Like, he's a brilliant, brilliant man. Brilliant. And he's going to deliver a smackdown. In Absolutely. the nicest, most articulate <laughs> yeah. way possible. Yeah. I, Ice Cube may not, but but yeah. Dyson's going to deliver it. Like he's going to serve him and have Bill Maher saying, "Did I just get served?" But I, yeah. but I give Bill but Maher credit. I think for, that's why he had him come in there, and that's what yeah, I mean. See, I give Bill Maher credit absolutely. to say, "You know what? I'll face this front on." So I think you got to give him. And I don't really like Bill Maher. I don't really think he's that funny. But I give him a little bit of credit for, number one, not running away and hiding and taking two weeks off or a month off like Bill O'Reilly did in those sexual harassment allegations. He said, all right, fine. I'm going to bring Ice Cube on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring Dyson on. And who who else? He's got another guest. Uh, And uh, Simone Sanders. She's a liberal activist. You know, and I think it's funny because Ice Cube or someone tweeted at Ice Cube the other day saying, hey, what's what's still one of your favorite lines ever written? He said, F the police coming straight out of Compton. Like like just just the chorus. But I thought that was really it was just funny. I think what it is, it's it's a misjudgment. And I think it's different when Kendrick or Chance said it, because I think in in the community uh, of, of color, you know, it's. When you finish the word with an A, that is camaraderie, sure. that's family. When you use ER, you you use that history. You use the the full brevity of what that derogatory term was, you right. know, and especially the full term of calling himself a house word, you know, like that 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 wasn't like And oh, I think that it's also like the fact that he's kind of like downplaying that like a house word is something that you'd want to be. Exactly. You know, the fact that he's like making that's that, the point. Exactly. Yeah. That is the like brilliant he's point. To, yep. he, he's trying to like right. equalize himself with this thing. Like the, these were people that you know, they were that, still like, enslaved and owned. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, because they, they were no older and couldn't reality. work in the fields yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't it's make it like, okay. Exactly. exactly. This yeah. like like this glorifying of like the house N word, I think, is like what a lot of people See, were and, like really mad at. And I'm super glad you made that point because that I thought was the point that everybody else missed right. in mm-hmm. that debate, because that's the part that bothered me. And I actually just read this account on uh the Undefeated, actually. And this this scholar went back and looked at what slaves wrote about the n-word and what it meant to them mm. and it was so powerful to me that i was like i don't know that anybody should you could based on that context you change the word or not but it was so powerful to me that i i was taken aback like already not saying the word but mm. like just going wow i because you don't think about it in terms of actually being called that in 1840 or 1812 or whatever in the completely different context of it and how dehumanizing that yeah. is to someone. Exactly, and I think just to use that as a punchline and that word totally house and word, yep. like you know, and I'm not going to say I would defend it any less, even if he ended it with an A. 
No, I, it's, I would, it's not uh, defensible. It, no. it, it is not defensible. Mm-hmm. It's but like you called yourself a house and word, and I'm like, the, the, again, the history that comes with that word. I was like, I'm like, that's that should never be a punchline. See, that's why I, I do don't. That. I, I, I don't take even, that debate to the yeah. Next like level. I, I don't even care if, if it's a black comedian. You know, I'm, I'm like, I just like that. That is a touchy subject for I definitely myself but also especially just, I think for a privileged white dude who's worth millions of dollars to try to compare himself to what to, that yeah. position exactly i, I, I heard that i heard was. that man and i just huh. yeah like, exactly oh i cringed man, so do so. you guys let me ask you this because this was the debate all week should he have been fired by hbo <sighs> it's a tough one it, it really is tough and then That's, especially like because oof. because you know hbo's got something to lose there too because hbo's a no holds barred like yep. type of network mm-hmm. you know like you can take your show there and like like you can have they some really nasty orgies shit on, on there, there. Yeah. so like this would really like you know this would probably kind of like damage the repu- like the reputation in that area yeah but i don't know like i I, I don't think you fire him over this, no. Yeah, I don't think you can because it's a controversial network already as it is. Mm-hmm. They air so many different things like Vice, mm-hmm. which right. is already a controversial. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. News program that they do daily and weekly. Then you have... Uh, what's the other guy that does the last weekend tonight or last oh, John weekend? Oliver. Oh, John Oliver. Yeah. John Oliver. Yeah, no, he's who's yeah, incredible. Completely, he's incredible, but he is very controversial. No, he's he, very vulgar. He will look at the camera and say "F you, Donald Trump." Like, <laughs> yeah. like John Oliver does yep. not care. So, I understand that this is a bad. You know, Bill Maher screwed up. Yeah, he screwed up really bad. I do agree that I. I I, that he is owning up to it by inviting who he invited it into this. I'm very, next very week. I'm excited to see. I'm interested yeah. in to see it as well. But at the same time, he shouldn't have said anything in the first place. Well, it's, it's a weird it's – a, it's a mindset that I don't even think most people can, can get into. Like, how do you even think that way, right? I think that's yeah, the part right? that's you know, so yeah. bothersome is that – that's the first joke he thought of in that conversation. But it, like, right. just again, say, we're in the fields. I get manicures. Say something right. like that, yeah, you, know? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to play devil's advocate. What if he said it to spark the next conversation? I again, I'm curious to see how this day because like because I did. I lost respect for I, and I was already I, I already I, I, I respect Bill Maher on, on a service level, but I've never truly been a fan, of, I think, of, of his exact, like, of I'm his not going to give him that much of, credit, though. Yeah, I don't like, think, yeah. I think that was his reaction. If he had planned it out and he had, like, moved the yeah. chess piece, if he's that smart, or I'm not smart because of the way he used it, but if he's that calculating was a better word, then I'll give him a little bit of a tip of the cap. But I just think that was his guttural yeah, reaction. Yeah, I, I think, how do you even think of that but right. that, that's, and that's my issue and that just shows that's, like a comfortability yeah, level man. with the word and yeah. like the, the I, I, I think th- yeah. I think that's where like that that you know white privilege comes in to where his ignorance to even that word like to know like right I, to like, think that you can say it, that on a national network on a national network like as a black man I would like, never make that joke you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like 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 not saying that that, that you know and does that give me any more power to say the word sure but like I said I would never even make that joke you know what I'm saying and so it's like that right there kind of I, I hope the conversation goes further. It doesn't mean that I'm going to respect him anymore just because the conversation did. And sometimes you, you, know, you take those worst situations and you learn from it, right? Yeah. Not just Bill Maher, but everybody can learn a little bit from it. So if there are 64-year-olds out there or 44-year-olds or 24-year-olds, whether they're white or whatever, that make that joke, maybe you can change the way your mindset works so that you respect a way. Yeah, that's not really a funny thing to joke about because yeah. even being that, as James Miles pointed out, 
wasn't like, oh yeah, you're it's living not large, anything man. Glamorous, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other the other part too that I think I I, I want to think about in, in terms of this is you know his uh, the, the other part of this equation that made me question my initial thoughts on him was his ex girlfriend who is black who came out and said he used the word at least frequently enough around her. So this is definitely his mindset. Yeah. And that's not mm. that's not right. Now, I don't think HBO should fire him. I think they should let the market decide. So if people are exactly. so turned off by yeah. him exactly. that his viewership goes down uh, enough, yeah. then let, you let, let, let it happen. Let, let the people decide. Yep. Let the people decide. Because, like, you know, like I said, this could be a smashing episode this week, you know, and, and I think all four speakers could walk away with a totally, like, mm-hmm. new perspective. On, and, 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 exactly. and maybe... And, and a I, lot and, of and, great information could be shared. And a lot of great information, Just you know? as quickly as this thing went viral, this yeah. thing coming up on Friday could go viral, too. It can go very viral, very And quickly, the ratings are going to be through the roof because people are going to want to watch it because of how controversial it is. Yeah, exactly. It's like, gonna be crazy, right. man. It's coming up on HBO this Friday, uh, real time with Bill Maher, Ice Cube, uh, sitting down with him, Michael Eric Dyson, Simone Sanders. Uh, switching up, last week we had Governor's Ball. We also had Roots Picnic, which uh, I got my melanated snatch because Solange uh, sang the dude, Proud Family the, theme song, and the whole crowd sang along. Took me away. Took me away, <laughs> I dude. Was like <laughs> the video on Twitter, just crying. Dude, I cried. Like I literally saw it. I was like, wow, like uh, so nostalgic. But also, Governor's Ball went down. Crazy performances. Uh, shout Gambino headlined on, I believe it was a Saturday, Saturday. night. Yeah. And uh, on his last song, which was Redbone, at the end of it, he said, uh, stick around uh, for the last Childish Gambino album. My, my, he said that his next album was going to be his last album. And my biggest thing, because like, I had a lot of people kind of hit me like, whoa, like, no, no more albums from, from Gambino. What does this mean? Blah, 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 you know, and what it is, he, not only does he believe in ends and does he believe that maybe he doesn't need the Childish Gambino mon- moniker for music anymore, I don't think that this means an end to Donald Glover's music. I think that this is an end to maybe Childish Gambino music and that moniker and that phase in his life. He doesn't have to be the these... Wu-Tang meme generator rapper. He doesn't have to be anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Because he's, he, he's evolved past that. He brought a... He's an adult now. He's an adult now. He, he got a kid. Yeah. Called named Legend, by the way. Wow. I am like... <laughs> Legend Glover. I, mean, uh, I can do anything now. <laughs> Donald Glover's son is named Legend. But uh yeah, like I you know, I I think you know in made headlines and people are still going crazy and you know, Childish Gambino retiring, all this thing. Yeah, Childish Gambino is retiring. You know, as, as you said, the Wu Tang generator rapper, yeah. <laughs> the 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 you know the 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 budding rapper who's got yeah. everything to prove about his blackness college, and his whiteness. The like, college bro rap era. Yeah. Over. The uh the corny punchline. The 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 witty punchline at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that that era is over. What if he just completely like starts like making "Awaken My Love" music like for the rest of his like Donald Glover moniker? I'm fine with that. I would Everybody's absolutely that. love that. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like this man, if he like just made more red bones over the course oh, of his career. Man. Hey, I'd for be real. <laughs> look. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Like, I'm fine. So I don't know. I think people are going a little crazy over the headline, y'all. Um, let's stick around and see what Donald Glover does next man he's got movies he's got tv shows he's got animated shows he's got so much going star down, wars, so. star, star yeah, wars. i can't wait to see him as lando man, man. Oh, Donald. He's, he's gonna be simba he's gonna be simba and he's also gonna be in the next spider-man movie coming out uh july 6th like he's he's got an he's, he's writing you know atlanta starts filming in the fall he's writing it right now with his team in london who lives with them in london while he's shooting star wars like he just got you That's know incredible. like dude, he's like like him and his brother he's are, living are yeah, right he's living now. life him and his brother are writing a new deadpool animated series for fx like I'm not worried about Donald Glover, and I think there's no way that he's not going to make music. Can't keep talent down, man. You can't. You can't do it. You can't. So stick around. Donald Glover's got a lot more coming your way. Uh, today we talk really cool albums. Again, uh, and I said this earlier, I'm really excited to talk about these albums together. We're talking Alt-J's Relaxer, also Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club, just turned 50. Lonely uh, Hearts Club Band. Low, Lonely Hearts Club Band. It's the whole thing. <laughs> it's a Tribe Called uh. Quest. You got to say the whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Yes, it's like a Tribe Called Quest. Uh, crazy excited to talk about Relaxer. Um, what did you guys think? This is kind of a huge departure from All J's original sound. Uh, as you said, Corbin, what, they took about four years off? Uh, three years off. They released their last album in uh, 2014. Uh, they've kind of jumped around. They're kind of don't. If if this album feels like you know they're kind of still trying to figure out who they are. Absolutely. You know, and over the years they've been considered a similar to Radiohead following, like a cult following, because 
they're very nerdy. It's like very rocky. They also they like to quote Shakespeare in their in their um, their songs. They like to do obscure covers like they do on this album. You know they do. Oh yeah, that folk song, the like folk the song, track on which the album. is also a Credence Clearwater Revival song that that they've also covered. But you know it's just they're kind of just going all over the place. Like this one, I I feel like if you've ever listened to any All J albums before, like. They gained notoriety in 2000, I think 2012 with their first album. They had this song called Breezel Brocks. Breezel Blocks. It's a weird name, anyway. But mm. it's like really offbeat, off tempo, and his voice is very distinguished. So, like, you go into this album, you can hear that, but they kind of went in a whole other direction. It sounds yeah. like it. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was about to, like, kind of go on like even without even listening to any like alt j albums before like you can definitely just hear that they're just like they've got their hands dipped in like too many like sonic areas and it's just it's just they sacrifice cohesiveness like so much like it is not like it feels like i'm listening to like five different albums when i listen to this like it's just it's again all over the place i don't think it's i don't know i just think their their choice of covers so so Corbin, help me out here because I know House of the Rising Sun is a cover. You said uh, the fourth song, Hit Me Like a Snare, is a... No, no, no. That's the only cover on that on the on this album. It's not really a cover. It's called a reimagining of uh, House of the Rising Sun. It definitely was a reimagining, right? Like I love House it of the Rising Sun. It wasn't a good Sun. reimagining. Yeah, and it wasn't no, a good reimagining. Be honest. They changed the lyrics. They do the first, the first lyric of the actual folk song, and then they change it to their own their own lyrics and they become it becomes their song and it becomes a song about you know a broken family yeah it it, it was just it was just very interesting i i i i know a few other like i didn't never listen to their full 2012 album but like i knew a few tracks off it and you know i kind of noticed that you know that was definitely way more like upbeat than this album just being very 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 down tempo very very lo-fi but and but i did see colors i i heard a lot on the album and so they were playing with a lot and i think that their execution was very interesting it, it definitely sparked my interest um and i and i kind of got interested off the first track and and that was my that was actually my clip i, I was very very impressed i think uh I, I had to listen to the album a f- few more times uh definitely i agree yeah de- definitely not a first time listen album because uh, the first time i listened to it i i, I did not get it I'll, I'll be very honest but uh really that first track really kind of captivated me because of the energy changes and the way the music changed uh, throughout the album. Five feet per year along England's east coast line. Was this your first time? Love is just a button you press. Last night by a campfire. On these rainbow words, all that we whisper, like the rubbing hands of tourists. And the way they bring that energy back down, it's crazy. And and listen to that, you know, if the first track doesn't captivate you, then maybe this album isn't for you. But I, I really appreciate it kind of, to, that was kind of the build. That was like the climax of that song. And it was really interesting because like how it got there, I was like, took me on a little, a little sonic journey. It was nice. It, I don't, I just wasn't messing with it really. It's just not for me. The Sonics, I was like, all right, I gave them, they put some work into it. The lyrics were deep, but it just wasn't. You know, like pop music has a, I don't know, a mass like a appeal, scene. right? This doesn't. There's no mass appeal. This is like you, you're into this kind of music or you're not. I it's don't like think without a cause. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's just kind of how I interpret it. I was like, there's a couple songs that I kind of dug a little bit. But overall, the concept, this has just never been my type of music. It's never been something I gravitated towards. I gave it a shot. I'm not going to give it a shot again. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Like sometimes you just don't like music. It's nothing for, or it's not because of the lack of the sound or the lyrics that aren't good enough. It just doesn't, when it hits my ears, it doesn't, gel it doesn't make me. Yeah. me go, oh, that's cool. Or it doesn't make me do anything, right? It's just like, ugh. It's just kind of awkward to me. So that was kind of my takeaway from it. It's just not a, it's not an album I would go out and recommend to people like, oh, you got to check out this new Alt J, man. This, does, this is a jam right here. It's just, it doesn't move that well. It's kind of a funky sort of, and not like in a funk way, but it's just an awkward sort of positioning of the tracks in that, you know, the... the, the, the you don't know which way you're like, your right. mood is going to careen like with the album. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, it's it just like, it's a, 
it's like a boat on a perfect storm. Yeah, that's a great way to put it because you're up, you're down, you're over, the waves crashing over, and you're like, I don't know what to do with this stuff. So, look, I'm not hating on it. I think they're they're talented. I think they're pretty good songwriters. But it, it, this is just an example of an album that's not for me. With that being said, the track that I picked was the second song on the album because this one I actually thought was a decent song because it had some horns in it. It moved a little bit, so it made me kind of into it, but there wasn't enough of it on the whole album. So this is the second track, In Cold Blood. Like, if the whole album was that, I'd probably be like, all right, this is cool. But See, that nods to their earlier albums. Like, that's yeah. how all their other albums sounded like. This one, obviously, they named it Relaxer. It is a lot more relaxing, the whole album. But, you know, like I was saying, they're like, they're really nerdy with everything they have, like the 011. The binary code. The binary yeah. code. And they incorporated in that to how they rolled out the album. Like three worn words, like they did a whole thing where they released the teaser on three three on March third, and then thirty days later is when they gave out the album, and then three months from that day was when the album came out. And like they're very meticulous about their art and how they do it, which I'm trying to. F- I still can't even figure out on this album myself, and I'm like, I don't. I personally didn't get it either. I was I wasn't even impressed with it at all, and. I love the other two Alt J albums. Like this one, I was like, mm. yeah. Like, and you know, bummed. you can appreciate them trying to move forward yeah. and trying to create something. But I mean, it's just some forms more. of art. Yeah. Some of us just don't get. Like I'm like, okay, I just not yeah. for me. It, like, it, like it was like like it, it has like zero re- like like replayability for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, it's kind I'd of one listen that, to like, that track care. again in Cold Blood. In Cold I, Blood, kinda, yeah. I kind of messed with that a little bit, but a little funny note: the uh, the binary code that he get out, gave out. Do you know what that stands for? Crying and I'm nearing. No, it's Alt J. Oh wait, it's a nod to themselves. Wait, zero one 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 zero zero one. Yeah, it's uh, crying and nearing, but it's also a code for alt for the delta symbol, which is which is alt, alt J. J on 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 a MacBook. Get that? Yeah. See, and again, that know. stuff just doesn't commute with me because yeah. you gave me a bunch of zero zero one ones. How's that made to the delta? I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. What they really want you to do is get into the actual like, yeah, the depth of the album. Like, because a lot of it is. That I started when I started really getting into it is about you know there's a there's a narrative in there, and there's a lot of different stuff that's going on with the narrative you know like there's. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Violence. There's death. There's sex. There's like all kinds of crazy stuff in it. And you're like, how does this all tie in together? I don't know. I can't even figure it out. Yeah, man. Like it's it, it's it's strange. It's strange, man. It's it, it, it's definitely something very different. And then especially, like, something that I was, like, you know, again, like, I just talked about how they just, like, change, like, Sonic, like, how, how they just change Sonic moves, like, so, like, frequently through that throughout the album. It was kind of, like, jarring, like, to effect because you get the song, like, In Cold Blood, which is, like, very much like a funk rock, like, almost like a Red Hot Chili Peppers type song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then my clip, which was Dead Crush, is, like, it like it, it's a good song, but how they get from a song like that to like something like this just like three tracks later which is like a very like mellow and like chill wave uh 808 driven type of song Mm -hmm. it's just like it was just kind of jarring to me and it was like putting me off but my track my cut was dead crush
So yeah, so like you know, uh, like the how you get how you like travel a soundscape like that few like that far between each other, and then just like I don't know, just re- was just really off putting to me. Well, maybe I'd understand the album more if I played the game that came with it. Really? <laughs> Wait, what? So if, if you notice the album art, right? The al- it looks very like eight bit kind of video game ish. Yeah. Well, like uh, along with that whole rollout that Corbin talked about, it, you know, with that planned out rollout on their website, uh, the album was like inspired by this PlayStation One game LSD Dream Emulator, and so there was this like the album played out in this video game that you could play on their website. I think that you could like still play it. May- That's really interesting. Maybe. May- Maybe I'd get it more if I play it because it it kind of sounds like something that could be in a video game too. So yeah, I was like, especially that song. But then yeah. this song is about that they have crushes on two dead people, and that's why it's called Dead Crush. There's the two guys that are two guys that are in the band have dead or a crush on somebody from the Victorian era, which is an interesting and, concept. Which is, yeah, it's a good concept, but at the same time, like. That's how, weird, bro. How in the world is <laughs> But look, had that not been on, had that description not been on uh, Genius, I would have never picked that up. I'm like, what are they talking about? Because it's, it, you know, it's above my head, and I, don't, I didn't care enough about it to actually research it, to even Google it or whatever. I was like, nah, sure. I'm good. Yeah, it, I just became interested in it because I'm like, where the heck did they come up with this stuff? Yeah. Like, and I, I honestly felt like they were trying too hard. Because yeah. their last album was excellent. So you go up from that album, which is more pop-driven, still has the kind of the weird undertones to it, to this was really almost upsetting to me because I was like, wait, what am I listening to here? <laughs> but there was still uh, – there's still it. you know, I'm not knocking them as artists because obviously they put art behind it. Yeah, they're super talented, no doubt. And their arrangements are meticulous. You can hear it in every single song. Like they know exactly what groove – what to push, what to play at the exact same time every time. So that's where I, I can get how people compare them to Radiohead, which to me is just crazy. But, <laughs> um, you know, some of the songs that I gravitated to, again, like I gravitated to the last song, Pleader, um, yeah. because it's it's beautiful. It's like lush. It's The arrangement is really well. They had an orchestra with them to do it. And it actually, the um, the emotion that they're trying to get across is – that they want, that they're happy, that they're in love, and just hearing it, I, you could actually feel that. So here's uh, the track I chose. It's the last track on the album, Relaxer. It's called Pleader. Very lush. Yeah, it's lush, and you know they wrote this whole uh, song based on a book that they read. So mm. that was about uh, a young man's first sexual experience and how he fell in love. And so, like, that's how you know I started getting into it even more. So this is again, it was a hard listen. It was it wasn't my favorite All J album. I'll, again, I'll say that. But uh, I'm curious on what you guys think on your slap scale here. Uh, but you notice just real quick how different all four songs sound. Yeah. That's completely. the problem with this album, I Exactly. Thought. I'm going to give it, because I can't give it as low as a Zane score, which I think I gave a one and a half. <laughs> but I think, I'm, I think I'm in the 2.3 range. That's exactly where I was at. I was at 2.2. <laughs> I just couldn't. It's just not for me. I was at a 2-1, but I mean, like, yeah, 2-2, two, two, sure. I mean, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be gracious to get top the average out a little bit. Yeah, I'll be gracious. Two, oh, gosh, two, you sure. loved it more than anyone else here. <laughs> yeah, just- I, I, I uh, tried to digest it as uh, as tofu, if you will, right? I could take the shape of any listener. I just know it's not for me. I know I'm not going to go back to it, so I agree. Yeah, I there's no replayability in this for me at all. Yeah. Uh, I give it at least a 2. All right, so not our favorite album of the year. Let's just throw yeah. that out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. I it, just try to I, look as a surfer, right, and as someone who you know, I don't want to bash the album. If anyone's listening, I, I'm going to do what I can to find what I like most about the album. So I'll compliment what I can compliment. Doesn't mean that I really 
mess yeah. with the whole project. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually made me more excited to listen to our homework every time I listen to this. Yeah. Like, you know what? I can't wait for that. I was like, I can't believe we got this when we've got this like this excellence over here on the side. Well, that's why I was homework. interested to find a tie-in because I always trying to find a tie-in to each yeah. album, and the fact that they're recorded in the same studios. Well, they didn't do cool. they didn't all they did didn't not do, do all the ro- oh like yeah they did not do Abbey Road Justice but it's okay. hard to but some of the, some of the uh, the instrumentation that they used was from the Beatles yeah think about that yeah, yeah the, the, there would be no Alt J without the Beatles oh there, yeah but there would be there would be no but there'd no be no modern music period without like I, yeah, I, I, I just think I think what uh-huh. we know today is like pop music there would be none of that so um, we're gonna switch from Alt J's album we're gonna switch to the homework uh, because it just brings us in a better mood. Don't get into any trouble while mommy and daddy are gone. All right. Yep. I uh, I loved putting this album on right after the All J album because oh, the All yeah. J album had me feeling some type of way, and then I I'm like, let me like listen to Sergeant Pepper's, and like I again, I'll say it again. There's not much I can say about this album outside of the fact that the album makes me so happy. Like yeah. it's it li- the album makes me so happy it's great quality music i mean like what's there to say about sergeant pepper's only heart club band that hasn't been said before well the fact that it turned 50 was the point of the whole assignment just because it sells the point that good music has lasting power forever absolutely i mean this is you know on par with when music became music like the modern music base goes back to that era the late 60s absolutely and you know because you had the late 50s when you had your chuck berries and you had elvis stealing your chuck berries that was kind of foundational for this so that was like step and then this was the next major step in music that we're still in i think to this day certainly yeah i think like I, I just think that the Beatles' whole approach to this was, like, was just really fascinating. They, like, because Apple Music has, like, a documentary with every Beatles album that you can watch, like, once you listen to the end of the album. And they were when they were doing the one for this, they were just talking about how the Beatles were, like, because the main method that music was, like, broadcast and, like, people really, like, got to listen to it was artists would, like, perform live. Like, performing at venues was the main way that, like, a lot of music was, like, shared and stuff. But the Beatles wanted to get away from themselves. They were tired of touring. Yeah. And so, like, they just spent all this time in the studio. And that, it, like, the studio really, like, revolutionized, like, how people do music, like, how people record it. And, like, the fact – and this is, like, right around the time that, like, multi-layer, like, tracking uh, type of, like, technology was really, like, coming into music. And so, like, they were really taking advantage of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And this was just, like the, – the, and then, like, I think the type of, like, instruments that they bring to it, too – also like really really interesting they bring a lot of like eastern like woodwind type of like stuff they were messing with a whole lot of different with stuff on this album on it yeah sitar four track too they recorded on four tracks mm-hmm. all the sounds that come out of this album if you know anything about music technology it's just wildly that, impressive right, that's exactly. astounding the fact that that's you astounding four things on top of each other was like incredible but it sounds like more layers like like i compare this album like this is this is a perfectly layered cake (laughs) like like no it is like i I just want to eat the whole damn cake and and, (laughs) like and it's crazy i'm like i'm like you you got your base you got you got this like and literally have all these layers and you know the funny thing about it it's like i also kind of compare it to uh my, my my ethnic advisory council like leadership class teacher in high school right he um he always had these times with like race and music and all this stuff. And it's like, he told me, he's like, I never, I, he's like, I hate when people call America the melting pot. He's like, no, he's like, cause I want, I like to see every layer, every ingredient that makes this country so great. Right. And it was kind of like this. You heard all the different layers coming together to like make this cohesive project. Right. And coming yes. off of touring and like just being so tired of it. So like, well, they were getting booed on yeesh. tour before they, they, right after revolver because their sound started, changing after revolver they were being said that they were done they couldn't they didn't sound good people didn't like him that's why they went on hiatus and that's why they stopped touring in general that's so great you know and i can imagine it and the fact that you know we were just talking about you know childish gambino breaking away from you know or don glover breaking away from childish gambino we're talking alt j still trying to find their sound and i think it's funny that you know they really i don't know if they introduced this concept but they really mainstreamed 
and kind of you know brought a secular twist on what it means to have an alias band when it's like we just want to be something completely exactly. different which is awesome no, because a lot of that early beatles music is just corny poppy love songs that yeah, are just kind of yeah. like all right great whoop-de-doo but they here you start to see right this. exactly yeah. and to show off their talents as musicians right. but you think about this this is a this is a super group you have four who can sing i mean granted ringo Starr is not the best singer but right. you have four that you can put in front of the microphone to lead the song. Yeah. How many different instruments does McCartney and Lennon both play? And George Harrison is as good as, an, as a musician as those two guys are. And he's sort of the forgotten Beatle in a lot of ways. Seriously, Because yeah. he's just got, you know, he did his Hare Krishna thing, and he was just kind of like, ah, he's just the, he's yep. the peacenik or whatever. And yeah. then his Paul influence is on song. the album. Yeah, especially in that song that he wrote, the only song he wrote for the album with that India sound, because he had spent that, that hiatus in India. Within You, Without You is George Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's a beautiful song. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like that like that song captivated me. Like it, that that's my clip. Yeah. yeah. It's also the second because this album was made to listen on vinyl. Yeah. There's two really? sides to it. You know, so and that's actually the lead of the second half is this because you can tell if you can tell like there's a transition into something different towards the end of the album. Yeah. Which this is what kicks it off. Try to realize it's all within yourself. No one else can make you change. And to see you're really only very small. Life flows on within you and without you. I, I just think that, like, the message of that song, like, life. Like, like while you're living, life is, like, flowing within you, and then when you die, it still, like, goes on without you. I, I just think that, like, the concept and, like, the place where that, like, whole song was written from was just, like, brilliant. Yeah. And this Very is cool, well too, written. because this is where you got th- – their personalities started to kind of develop on their own. Right, really? so Lennon was starting to do Lennon stuff, and Lennon was kind of a hippie in a sense. And George Harrison was Absolutely. got completely intoxicated by this Hari Christian, and this is the foundation of that is that song. So he's starting to go in his George Harrison direction, and then McCartney's just McCartney, man. McCartney, he's just a stud. McCartney became who we know him as yeah. today. This yeah. is McCartney being like, "I'm going to take over the band, yeah. and I'm going to show you what we can do." Because this basically, this album is. McCartney, who did most of it, he arranged this everything, and it was his he, concept. It was his, his idea. concept. It's the modern. It is the epitome of a concept album. It is yeah. the yeah. original concept album. It is why we just listened to another concept album today, which was not good. Yeah, it was based probably. I don't. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. It was a video game. But like, think mm. about, think about how it influenced artists to like do it in the future. Like. And how to, to even have that yeah. and be like, you know, we're tired of being the Beatles. Let's be somebody else. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's create a whole new, whole new persona. A whole and new what persona. What would we do as that? Yeah. Yeah. If, if everybody knew us as Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, what would we do? But yeah. I, I think this. that's what is cool because it, it humanized the Beatles. You know, after yeah. after, after that breakout, right? It, it humanized them again and it got them back to like. Who are we? What what are our personalities? What do we like? What do we mess with? And, yeah. and the funny thing is, what's the conspiracy theory about like the Paul McCartney that we know today isn't the real Paul, yeah. Paul, Paul McCartney? Because oh, the, 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 the one Paul McCartney like on the way, was it during this album that he was on the way to the studio? Like he got in a car crash and like died like the original Paul McCartney. What and this is, this is a, not a clone, but a body double. It's based on which <laughs> album cover? Yeah, yeah. I forget. It's one of the album covers, and supposedly he was dead in that album cover, and that's the fake Paul McCartney. Yeah, 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 man. I <laughs> love it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, this album cover, actually. Does it I happen have... to be... No, never mind. I because I forget the exact theory, man. Just like yeah, you know, there's tons it, of Beatles. There's tons theories. of Beatles conspiracy theories, and they're so funny because like I hear it, but I'm just like, <laughs> I would almost love for them to be true. I'm like, how funny would that be if like 
for the past six decades. Yeah, right. <laughs> they fly to everybody. <laughs> he's he's a cyborg. He cannot be real. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Well, you know, and this is the album too, where because of that. You, you, they started to kind of split personality and their music style started to differ. So this was kind of the beginning of the end, if you will, for the Beatles. So maybe it's their pinnacle. I don't know. I mean, you could look at the White Album. A lot of people love that. Yellow Submarine, Abbey Road, and Let It Be. But this was the album that sort of started pushing their creative energies together yet apart at the same time. I think it's their most creative one, period. It's because it's just something that nobody had thought of ever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe people had thought of it, but nobody ever did it. Nobody was like had the balls to go in a studio and say, you know what? Hey, we're the Beatles. We can do whatever the heck we want. Let's create a new band. Let's do a concept. Let's tear everything about music apart. Let us do four tracks. Screw the eight track. Eight track's huge. Let's do four tracks. Let's cut it up. Let's make sure that we can uh, do our voices. Let's do an echo. I want that echo effect. How do we do that echo effect? Let's create a new instrument to make an echo effect. That's innovation. It, mm-hmm. it was straight mm-hmm. innovation. And you can Absolutely. hear that because just to know that, like, when I look, I'm like, wow, 1967. I, I, you know, I, I'm like, what? My dad my, wasn't even born. My dad was 19 when this came out. My dad is 69. You yeah. know, like, dang. Yeah, like, like my, my, my dad will be 65 this year, right? Yeah. So, so I think about it, I'm, I'm like, my, like and I'm, I remember my dad talking about this album because, like, because uh, what was it? Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" was seventy-three. Seventy-three. So it was seventy or seventy-three. Okay, so so that even came. Wait, later, wait, right? Are we talking about what's going on? Yes. Or, yeah. Oh, what's going on was like seventy-one, actually. Seventy-one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen seventy-one. So, so nineteen seventy-one. James Miles. So like, my dad will talk about like both of these albums, right? And and and, and it's the funniest thing because I'm like, my dad was like such a he was like a kid at the time. Like yeah. my dad was a kid, you know, and, and, yeah. and you know he was even younger than the guys in the band. And so it's it's just it's interesting to me. James got a young dad. Yeah. Like, I was like, there you go. No, I was like, no. Not this one. Um, but, like, yeah, like, it's interesting because, you know, like, this is stuff that, you know, my dad had these records. And, and, yeah. and to see how he called this innovation, right? Like, growing up and, and realizing, I'm like, before 1967, I'm thinking, I'm like, there was James Brown making records, but I'm like, were they as artistic at this? No, not at all. Not no. at all. Like, 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 like James Brown made great music, you know, like, but he, he, yeah. he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the business of, of making like art concept, like really stripping it down. And it's like, I love all these albums. I think we've covered a lot of albums where it's the, the artist is playing an alias. They're being somebody different, but I'm like, this was the first, <laughs> this is that first this one. Was the, this yeah. was the but if, alias Especially album. if you're already established, it probably wasn't even on purpose at this part, but it was like, because of. Man, I don't want to sing all these popcorn songs anymore. Yeah. I want to actually play my instrument, and I want to rock, and I want to write lyrics that are a little spacey. Because a lot of this album is like totally like LSD spacey, yeah, and they that claim exactly. that it wasn't like oh, it wasn't influenced. But come on, now. <laughs> oh, Lucy no, that, in the no, sky yeah, with, with diamonds. Which is my cut. It is my cut. That was oh, I I that's, love a, that's a great song. I love I love the song. It's a great song. It's one of my personal favorite Beatles songs because the it just invokes. A, I don't know. It just invokes a dream yep. state. Yeah, and it's not. It's not the fact that it's about drugs and LSD. It's they even say it's not even about LSD. But who it's knows? About like, well, what John about Lennon like said and stuff. John and Lennon's like, kid yeah, wrote. He made a painting or drew something at school, and it was this sort of dreamlike state. And I think the woman had uh, kaleidoscope eyes or whatever he says in the song. Yeah, and it just to me, it's just. It's a it's a happy song. It like, is, and you and the instrumentation is just amazing. The way it flows together with the the previous song, and it goes into the next song. Which actually, did you guys know that this album was the first ever album to not have a gap between songs? Wow, I, because, I did not know it was really. the first ever because they wanted it to sound live, so they deleted all that out of the uh, the recording process. And you notice that right away when it goes from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Bland right into uh, the uh, uh, Ringo Starr. Yeah, because yeah. it goes seamless. Yep. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's get back to my let's clip. I'll just play it right away because we all know it. We all love it. Here's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Down to a bridge by a fountain A rocking horse people eat marshmallow pie Everyone smiles as you drift past the flowers that grow so incredibly high. 
I love this part right here. Man, oh, they, just float. The yeah. way it makes you float, and then the way they even did it again, they slowed down his vocals, and then they speed him up so it sounds like he's in like helium style. Like they, it, it's incredible how they did it, and it. I, I am in awe of this whole album because it's so innovative, and it's absolutely, it's incredible. And if you notice the the basis of the lyrics. It's this dream world, which he later recreates on Imagine, which I think is the most overrated song of all time. That's another story for another day. But it's very similar to this outer reality sort of concept that John Lennon liked to create. That was, man, jeez. Just dreamy, man. Hold on. uh, (laughs) A side note. The song When I'm 64 is really cute. And I just wanted to point that out. I just felt like this <laughs> was really dope. Ironically, like, Paul feel- McCartney got divorced from his second wife at the age of 64. And really? He, yep. And he wrote this song when he was like 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, it just got scrapped until this album. Yep. I, just, I, so I think that's an adorable like song. It's just a very like, you know, you just hear that on like Nick Jr. or something on like some kid time <laughs> programming. Like, the well, yeah, but even that, 50, it was 50 years. The song recorded 50 years ago. 51 yeah. years ago, essentially was written however many years before that, yet it would still play on Nick Jr. today. Yeah. yeah. That's See, amazing. Exactly. No, it absolutely That is would. amazing. No, really, like such a timeless sound and a feel-good sound, right? Yeah. Because it almost makes you want to imagine yourself like you almost look forward to getting older because you're just yeah. like, yeah, like because like, like you're reflecting on the lessons and, and, and everything. Like, oh, man, no, I do love it. Uh, my feel-good song, and, and it's one of my favorite Beatles songs. It's great. It's uh doesn't need really intro it's with a lot of my from, from my friends. I, I love this song so much. Uh, shout out to Ringo, like one of the few Beatles who I don't think is a clone or a cyborg <laughs> and is still alive. Um, yeah, this is with a little help from my friends. How do I feel by the end of the day? Are you sad because you're on your own? No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Mm, get high with a little help. Oh man, if that song just doesn't make you smile, that is a problem. Yes, just gonna stay in my head. You just want to keep singing it, like you just want to keep singing it, dude. Like literally, like. And then it like it, it goes on like so well too, cause like you get that song, and then you get the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and then the next song after that is Getting Better, and that was like the song that really like that really like turned me. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I, I've always been kind of like a deflator of the Beatles. This is like my first full Beatles album that I've ever listened to. I like, think their importance to music history is somewhat absolutely. overstated. Yeah. However, you can't deny the brilliance of this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. just like. And Even getting, I can't, and, and I want to, but right. I can't like you, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. Uh, but yeah, and then getting better is just like, that is just such, like, like you know, you're just grinning cheek to cheek like the whole time, you know? Yeah. Like, like, you are, I was genuinely just happy listening to that song, and I was just like, man, like, fine, this is like brilliant. <laughs> Artistic brilliance. Yeah. You, you just give up. Okay, yeah, I yeah, get like, it. Gosh. Yeah, like, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and it's hard, really hard to listen to it by listening to it on a radio. I learned that this album you have to listen to on headphones and you have to listen to the vinyl version. I didn't I don't have the vinyl version, but I realized that you have to do it because yeah. that's how it was sonically it was created that way. Created. Yeah. yeah right. Because they have those layers on each of your ears and they have something in the background like did you know they even recorded an inaudible sound throughout some of the album to annoy dogs because <laughs> Lennon didn't want he of wanted course to, he didn't. Yeah, because Lennon was just like that. Because Lennon's a weirdo. <laughs> he was just a weirdo. That is crazy. I went with the song, She's Leaving Home. Now, apparently, it is great a great song. song. I picked it because of the arrangement. Apparently, it's about a real story of something McCartney read in the newspaper of some teenager running off with her boyfriend and sneaking out of her home. And you can tell by the lyrics, you know, that's where he goes. But just the arrangement of the song and how they put it together in 1967 on a four-track is just mind-boggling. Friday morning at 9 
o'clock, she is far away Waiting to keep the appointment she made Meeting a man from the motor trade She Plus the way they layer their voices and the way they and that's the thing that's so amazing about the Beatles, the way McCartney and Lennon in particular, and you throw Harrison in there, can play with their their voices and harmonize. It's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, like all their voices as an instrument, you know, like they they were very early and and just acknowledging that it all plays a part. You know, it doesn't you know, the instruments don't have to be behind you. They can be with you and. Oh, man. Again, I don't know what there is really to say about the album that has not been said. It's 50 years old. It's pivotal to the culture for a reason. It's a perfect album. It's a perfect album. It really, like, to choose a song was really difficult. Yes, it was. There are so many good tracks. Like, A Day in the Life is one of the most amazing Beatles songs there is. You know, and then you have just, you know, like, Getting Better. There's so many good songs. Like, yes. what do you choose? How do you choose just one? Yeah, you no, I, 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 like, battled over getting better or, and within you, without you, like, it's so, like, so fiercely. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And I love Benefit from uh, Mr. Kite. Like, yeah. that song just makes you feel like you're in a circus. Like, they are performing in the circus for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, yeah, was too much. And oh. I originally it was going to come with a curveball, which I may do next time around, but uh, I, saw, I saw that it was you know 50. I was like, man, 50 years. It is a century. Half a century. That's crazy. So wild. Yeah, th- 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 it's not just that. It's half Over the a James's century. Dad. <laughs> Over the James' Dad. Over the Dad. <laughs> it is. My dad oh getting old God. as hell. <laughs> <laughs> No, like he's getting up there. That is so funny. We said older than James's dad. So when, when, when we put it on social media, let's just say Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club, <laughs> older than James's dad. Listen to the next episode here. I, I just like that's just how no, we promote we can it. Do that. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> funny. Just gotta tag him in it though. Well, look, we want to know how you feel um, about, of course, all Jay's relaxer, but especially yes, fifty years of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club band, the Beatles. Man, uh, some of them are cyborgs. Some are still around. I don't know if they got cloned. Uh, illegally, <laughs> I don't know what, what whatever conspiracy you want to think of. Talk to us about the music. Talk to us about your favorite conspiracy theories too. I might have to put some of mine out there. Uh, Sergeant Pepper's only hard club band, The Beatles. That's our homework assigned by Mr. R O B. Yeah. Talk back to us on social media. We're at Sound Surfers on Instagram, Twitter, soundsurferspodcast.com, as well as on Facebook. Uh, next week, episode forty nine, y'all. We're we are up one on away. We're one away. Woo! Oh, my God. Uh, do, do we say we got a special guest? We, yeah. we do. Oh, I just did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next week, we got a special guest uh, from the Mix 96.9 Morning Show. Uh, you know, this is also the first like station I interned for. Mix He's like my old boss, it's the man. Same, yeah. It's the first one I worked for here in this building. Wow. wow. Look at this. It's where it all started, guys. Uh, host of the Morning Show, Matthew Blades. And I'm so excited. He assigned us homework already. What do we got? It's Beastie Boys. What's the album? Paul's, Paul's Boutique. Boutique. Their Goodness. second full studio album, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes. 1988, 89? I thought I it was 87. You know what's so funny? We were out the other day. Uh, Blades picked me up, and we went to lunch, and we're driving back, and he starts just blasting. Uh, was it... Uh, he started bla- like he had a he had this playlist, and, and he, he just... He loves just old, like, like, like 90s rap music. He, 89. He, he really does. But he popped in... Was it uh, Runaway? That's not the far side. That's uh, Can't Keep Running Away. Yeah, that's the far side. Far side. He started blasting far side. That song is amazing. Uh, oh, and then I put him on hieroglyphics. That's what it was. I was trying yeah. to think of like who it was. Hieroglyphics? Yeah, hieroglyphics, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, but he started blasting far side and he loves it. He's rapping every word to it. Wow. Like I tell you, man, I'm so excited to have him next week. Uh, what are He's we gonna a review? huge backpack hip hop cat. He's a huge yep. backpack hip hop cat. So I'm real excited. I can't wait for y'all to see Blades too. You don't have video on it. Because uh, like you, you would look at him and you would just never think. But he's like tatted up. He got like a Buddha tattoo on his arm. He's all about love and peace. It's freaking dope, <laughs> and man. And hip hop. And hip hop. Love, peace, and hip hop. Like, I love what this. What more could you ask for? Exactly. Of, uh, That's a living life right there. Love, peace, hip hop. Love, oh. peace, and hip hop, man. Next episode, episode 49, we got Matthew Blades joining us. We're going to be talking Beastie Boys, second studio album, Paul's Boutique. Uh, do we know what we're going to review yet? We should... We'll have to talk about this off the air, but there's a few options that we got. 
We'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out, guys. That's episode 48. That's a wrap right here. Uh, we are the Sound Surfers. Once again, we bridge different cultures through music. Hit us on social media at Sound Surfers. Uh, once again, I'm Malcolm Alexander. Uh, peace, y'all. I'm James Miles. The ROB out. And I'm Corbin. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.